You're now tuned in to Views from the Chicks, a podcast discussing the correlation between life and music. Let's get on with the show. Come on. Good evening, good night. Welcome to Peace from the Chicks. I'm T and I'm here with And I'm Joey and I'm here with Fauna. Hey. Hey ladies. We all here. How's everyone doing on this lovely day? Doing good, doing good. Today's a chill day. Very, very chill. Been cleaning, doing laundry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, trying to get my life together per usual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm relaxing. I spent most of my morning laying down. It was great. Well, today's episode, we are doing another edition of Fuse and Review. And mm-hmm. in order to celebrate the end of yet another decade, we are going to talk about some of our highlights music-wise from the past decade. And we're just going to go through a couple of our favorite albums and talk about our also at the end we're gonna close everything up by talking about our favorite podcast moments so mm-hmm. to get things started just want to talk about what was everyone's overall view about the music from this past decade i mean 10 years is a very long time to kind of yes. look and review um but i guess just comparing i guess my musical taste in the beginning of the decade this is what 2009 yeah, technically, I guess, yeah, two thousand ten, I guess. So, what were we? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. What were we? Juniors in college during that time. Yes. So, yeah, junior yeah. year. What was my musical taste like? I think I was definitely more into alternative music <laughs> at Same. that time <laughs> than Same. I am Same. now. Um, I still really, really like that genre, but I'm definitely listening to more R and B than anything else. So, yeah, it was it was a great. Great decade, I guess. We went to a lot of concerts during that time. Yeah. Well, music-wise, I think this decade was freaking crazy because a lot of things changed um, in terms of, like, streaming services took off this decade. We know we no longer had, you know, just iTunes. Now we have Apple Music, and then we have mm-hmm. Tidal. True. We have tiktok we have vine we have all this spotify changed the game blew blew up spotify changed the game Mm -hmm. yeah that like spotify came out of the woodwork so i think like streaming services really took off and made an impact this past decade and i'm very grateful for it absolutely soundcloud even yeah soundcloud and i just love that i don't have to through subscriptions i can have unlimited access to music before i used to try to Trying to, find, trying to find cheat codes of how do I download a song for free instead of paying what was it ninety nine cents mm-hmm. a song oh, yeah. on Apple mm-hmm. <laughs> so or like two ninety nine or something exactly yeah so now that I just pay what is it nine ninety nine a month mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. a streaming service then you know I have an unlimited catalog of music I, that is just at my fingertips so I'm thankful that we have that this decade. Uh, 
And also, one of the things that really happened this decade that I thought it was pivotal in music is that um, hip hop became the number one genre in North America Dope. within this decade. And mm-hmm. that has never, ever happened. I know hip hop is considered a new genre mm-hmm. in, in the terms of music. So the fact that that happened and hip hop is dominating, I think that is beyond amazing. And to be, to have been here to you know be a part of that movement is amazing so that's like a couple of my highlights from you know musical musically from the decade what about you Kwana? Mm-hmm. um well i think a lot changed in this decade i think we saw um you know our our, our favorite artists really blow up you know drake for example mm-hmm. you know in the beginning of the decade um, he was on, you know, 2010 was What's My Name with Rihanna. Oh, that was a banger. And yeah, that you know, was Drake, was on, Drake was on that song. And, um, you know, his Thank Me Later, uh, I guess, album or EP came out then. And people were really starting to see his talent. And I think now, you know, 2019, Drake is a bona fide, like, star. You know what I mean? Like, he is one of I guess one of the greats now yeah Um, you know people put him on their their list of like favorite rapper you know so I think he's changed a lot within the decade he's gotten a lot of notoriety I think you know and then on the opposite side of that yeah yeah definitely he's considered a legend now within this decade absolutely really Mm, yeah Yeah, people consider him a legend yeah Mm, wow. I mean, I, for me, Legend is strong. <laughs> legend is strong only because I feel like he's still at, at the beginning. I feel like he still has so much more to give and to do. But I do see now, like, you know, now he works like, I think he's producing that show Top Boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they brought it back because he was such a big fan of it. And so I think he's doing a lot outside of music, too. I think he's probably going to like, I think he's trying to be like the next Jay-Z. He is. And, and he's also it. involved with um, Euphoria with Zendaya. Yes. You like, know. he's trying to mm-hmm. be, like, a billionaire. I could definitely see Jake being a billionaire by, like, 2030. 2030. Okay, so you give him another 10 years, another decade. Yeah. Get it up there. Like, I could see him getting close to being a billionaire. Yeah, if he makes the right money um, moves, for sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And on the opposite side of that, you know, Kanye was everything 2010. That's when... You know, my sweet, my beautiful, dark, dark twisted mm-hmm. fantasy came out, and that was cha- that changed so much. And then now, you have Kanye on this journey throughout these ten years. You know, now he's on his Jesus kick more so than he was before. But his fan base has changed. I think a lot of a lot of things around his music and his. Um, ideals have changed. So mm-hmm. just to see the differences from 2010, 2009 to 2019, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see the differences in the artists that we listen to. For sure. Um, there's an, there's actually an article by Rolling Stone that I kind of skimmed through. They listed, it's called the 50 most important musical music moments of the decade. So I just mm-hmm. skimmed through and just kind of screenshotted some things that stuck out to me. And mm-hmm. so I'm just going to run through the quick couple that I saw on there. So Ticketmaster and Live Nation became a live event giant. So this made mm-hmm. me think about the episode that we did. Um, I forget what number it was, but the live, the Philly live music scene with James and yeah. how we were talking about, you know, the impact that 
Ticketmaster and Live Nation has on the smaller venues and especially, you know, having been in Philly, gone to school in Philly, gone to many concerts in Philly, being really enthralled in um, the live music scene there and attending all of these shows at these small concert venues, just seeing what that impacted in the grand scheme of things. It was just like, okay, yeah, that definitely changed the live music scene, I would say for sure, because they became this huge conglomerate and just kind of shut shit down and took over in a really, really big way. So I think throughout the decade, that's definitely something that sticks out. And I can piggyback on what you're saying too. uh, What about, I feel like in this decade, music festivals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. definitely made a reappearance because back in the day in our parents' time, they had, uh, you know, Woodstock and all that. Woodstock mm-hmm. and Freaknik. And yeah. So now we have our Coachellas. We have our Governor's Ball. We have um, Lollapalooza. Like those, yeah, Broccoli those Fest. Mm-hmm. Broccoli Fest. All those things came out heavy in this decade. Heavy, yeah. heavy. Heavy. And I, it's just so, I never thought that I would be able to be a part of any of that, to be honest. But we are. Um, yeah, we are. But we are. We were able to experience. So I think that is so dope. So the, I just can't wait to see what the next decade brings and how we will be able to experience life and live in entertainment. For sure. That's true. And I know we also mentioned Spotify and streaming services as well. But um, uh-huh. let us know Spotify is actually the first the first streaming service to touch down in America for music. And this was back in 2006, I think it was when they emerged on the scene. It's actually a Swedish company. And um, I just remember seeing their logo pop up everywhere because I was doing my music blog back then. And I just remember seeing that logo everywhere. And they were literally like cold emailing people and, you know, promoting the brand and what it's about. I'm just like, what the hell is this streaming? Like, what is that? And this is during a time when, um, well, this was iTunes back then when you can share your music library with whoever's on the same network as you. Remember that? Yes. Like, (laughs) remember in college with everyone, you know, so close, like, on the floors and mm-hmm. stuff, you could see everyone's Everything. library. Everything. On the side, you can be like, hey, see what so-and-so's listening to. And people could just easily drag songs to your library mm-hmm. and share it with you. Be like, oh, this is what, you know, people that you probably see once in a while on campus and you're just like, oh, this is their musical taste. And then you kind of get a feel yep. for them, I guess, as a person. So mm-hmm. Spotify coming through during that time, it, it just really, really changed the game. So definitely Spotify touching touching ground. Um, what else is on here? Beyonce, obviously. Baychella, we yeah. got Lemonade as well. Yeah. Yes, we did. Remember when that no, dropped? we got Lemonade and a seat at the table in the same year. Did? We oh. did. You're so right. We did. The same year. And then we got, was 444 that year too? 44. I think it, um, I feel like it was the next because I know it definitely came after year. Lemonade. Oh, okay, he was like, he was like, he wanted her to have her year mm-hmm. and get her. Well, to piggyback on what you're saying about Beyonce, Beyonce changed the game with the whole HBO special, dropping her album in the middle of the night. Remember that? Oh, true, true, yeah. true. Yeah, she, that changed the game for, you know, subscription services in terms of TV. Like, people were like, oh, okay, I could drop an album on HBO. I know J. Cole did a live concert mm-hmm. on HBO as well. And, a lot, and then now we have Rihanna doing her live 
fashion show on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Mel doing mm-hmm. his documentary on Amazon. Streaming services. And then go ahead. I'm sorry. Go back to Beyonce. What has the queen done this decade? No, well, she actually... <laughs> I'm about to go on Rihanna. We can get to Rihanna, too. Rihanna's done some amazing things, too, but we'll get there. Um, so, yes, Beyonce had Baytella. She gave us the self-titled album, Beyonce. Drunk in Love, all that um the whole miss carter tour surfboard (laughs) you know beyonce's always amazing but this decade she has really like she has proved time and time again that she is blickety black and can't nobody take her blackness away from her and i feel like before we didn't get a lot of personality i guess you can say from beyonce and of course she's Mm -hmm. still kind of reserved in some aspects Uh but i feel like she definitely stepped off stepped out and stepped all the way out and like this is what i stand for and this is it and this is who i am Beyonce started cursing she started cursing in her music because remember yeah no she yeah she didn't really curse like that but like now she curses she says suck my balls Suck my She's balls, like, Nick, yeah. nigga this, nigga that. Like, suck my balls, pause. <laughs> yes, like she, I think she, she really took, um, you know, she had the pop, because she was more pop. I guess, you know, you can te- technically say she's pop music, mm-hmm. but she definitely, when she rose to stardom and she got to a place where she could just kind of, you know, drop an album in the middle of the night and it would, everyone would go crazy. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just show up with music, with no promotion, no marketing, no nothing. And, you know, it's the best seller. Um, I think she, she took that and ran with it. Yeah. she. Her, the through. one thing I do love about Beyonce is the fact that whenever she drops something, you're always anticipating. She doesn't, uh, what do you call, saturate the market like a lot yes. of these artists do. She, her stuff is exclusive. And when you receive it, you receive it, honey. You receive yes. it. Like she, yeah, she might tease it a little bit. She doesn't even, she doesn't even have to say music is coming. Like remember with Lemonade, she had like a picture on her Instagram of her smelling lemons. And then the promo, the promo was just, it was like, you know, a little bit like little snippets of the videos, like quick, but it didn't really show anything. And it just said HBO and then the date. That was it. We like, were already ready. That was it. You didn't know. You just knew Beyonce was doing something. You're like, is this a movie? Is this a commercial? Yeah. Is this a documentary? We don't know. Yeah, and then, she released it at, in the wintertime when nobody wanted to be outside. I waited yeah. out to watch that. I was like, okay, she's coming out. I'm, I ain't got no plans. It's cold outside. <laughs> Let me think. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I was out, actually. I think I was out somewhere, and I came home, and I was like, okay, I'm home just in time. Sat down, turned on HBO, and I was like, all right, I'm waiting patiently for this thing to start. And then you're watching these videos, you're watching this story unfold, and I'm like, is she announcing a divorce? Is she, like, what is this? this? I don't know. (laughs) And then right before it ends, before it it even ended, the music was already on title. Yes. It was, it was genius, already downloadable. Genius yes, marketing after after the fact. You know that Crazy. they planned this so thoroughly. The videos yes. that she recorded, the concepts, like everything was mm-hmm. beautifully done, well crafted, down to yep. the T. Yes. Down to like the T. Like Beyonce said, Beyonce on your lips like liquor. Like <laughs> she is on our lips, honey. We are not getting yep. over anytime soon. But nope. Piggy, going back to the whole scarcity thing. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I did not appreciate this decade is the fact of how 
we consume music so quickly. So mm. before we could take in a whole album and really enjoy the whole body of work, but now everyone is putting everything out so quickly, so fast. Yeah. There's, we're like, we don't, it's not the same. So I feel like we, we've created this culture in a sense that we're never satisfied when it comes to music. Like we can't have, we can't sit with an album. It's There's very only a true. few albums yeah. through this decade that I feel like I could sit with. Now everybody's pumping it out, but you're pumping it out at what cost just to get the streaming on that single. Yeah. So that was kind of my frustration hmm. this, this decade. I have something to add to that. So another thing on that Rolling Stone article, so which I didn't actually realize, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. So they actually pushed um, most album releases to Friday. And yeah. there was a reason behind it. And it goes along with what you're saying, T. So in July of 2015, the International Federation of the Phonographic industry shifts all global music releases to Fridays in an effort to reduce piracy around the world. And it allows artists to focus their social social media campaigns and reignite excitement and a sense of occasion around the release of new music. And this cites consumer research that suggests fans are most interested in buying new music as they head into the weekend because we're so fast consuming and everything's at our fingertips, especially with the internet, you can, google search anything nowadays if they leave lead up anticipation to like a specific date release it's kind of like how we release our podcast episodes or like you Uh know when you're watching a show being broadcast on tv you're waiting for the following week but i think you know like you're saying to like with things like netflix and the streaming service and stuff this binge you know this binge kind of thing that we've gotten into we are never satisfied (laughs) we really are never yeah so i thought that was interesting yeah i also um, that's good to know. So now I know why they have New Music Friday mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, yeah. all these streaming services. Like, guess who's who? New music coming out this Friday it gives you something to look forward to in that sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, then you can take the weekend to listen to it. Yep. Yeah. Because most people are like uh, playing stuff, cleaning up, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. True. Well, I'll, um, another. I want to say, I want to say, a gender took over. I know we're non-binary, gender, whatever. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But a gender that took over this decade is female, okay? When I tell you Mm -hmm. the women are true. (laughs) Yes. You ain't never lied. Damn thing this decade. And it was so beautiful to watch. Like, so many women just dominated the music industry. Like, Mm -hmm. who were some of your favorite women that dominated this decade? Besides the queen. Well, Solange is definitely one of them for sure. Yes. Um, for me, Solange for sure. Over, if we're talking about the span of the decade, I am really, really proud to see um, how Janelle Monae has progressed throughout this decade. Mm-hmm. Um, starting off, I believe she was signed to Diddy's label in the beginning of the decade. Um, you know, she really stuck to her black and white uniform look mm-hmm. and her. Um, Her message was very specific, you know, with the whole like Android thing and stuff like that. And I feel like she really, really just became into her own. She's always been super authentic. But, you Uh know, when you're in the industry, especially in the beginning, you're kind of trying to, you know, please people. And sometimes you want you hinder certain parts of yourself. But she's really, really grown into her own. That last album. What's what's it called again? The computer one. Dirty computer. Dirty Computer. Oh, my God. That album's phenomenal. The visuals was amazing. Mm-hmm. I believe it was also nominated for a Grammy. Um, she yes. just had an amazing, amazing decade. Um, 
Yeah, Janelle Monet is definitely one person that I would note in Solange. There's others, but those are yeah. my two for right now. What about you? What are you about you, Quana? Um, I would definitely say Rihanna outside yeah. of the music. Mm-hmm. That is my queen. True. Okay? Yes. I like Beyonce, I got Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I love Beyonce. I love you know, like, but so definitely Rihanna. Just seeing her go from you know musician to you know. Then she does her makeup line, and everybody loves the Fenty whatever, like Fenty lipstick, Fenty, you know, highlighter, like whatever, you know. If it comes, if she's saying, I'm dropping a new highlighter, I'm at Sephora looking for it. That's it. You know? (laughs) And the products are good. It's not just because, you know, it's Rihanna's name on it. The products are beautiful. The packaging is beautiful. They work well, they they go on everyone's skin tone. Like mm-hmm. it's a well thought out product. So I think seeing that turn, you know, turn into a success for her is fun to see. Seeing her savage lingerie line be successful is, you know, really fun. And it's affordable. It's not that expensive True. at yep. all. Yep. Anybody can, you know, go and pick up a cute pair of underwear, match and bra, like some sleepwear. Like it's mm-hmm. dope. And the price point is at a, you know, is at a place where people feel like they have access to it because they don't. Right. You know, so there's there's that as well. And it, it's been really fun to see uh-huh. where she's going, what she's doing, you know, how she's doing things. And I'm really excited to see what else she has, you know, coming yes. out. Definitely. And, you know, she did make a promise that the album was coming out this year. And this year is about to end real quick. <laughs> Oh, so, did she? You know what? At this point, I don't even, it's not that I don't care about the music, because if she dropped music, I mean, Anti was a great album. That was 2016. Mm-hmm. Yes, that album, I'm going to go to that in a few. We'll yeah, 2016. <laughs> but um, it's not that I don't care about her, the music anymore. Is I'm like, if she drops music tomorrow, I'm definitely going to go and listen to it. But mm-hmm. I'm interested in everything she's doing, like, like, I'm not pressed for the music because I can go and get Fenty. I can go and get the Savage. Like, she's doing, she's giving us a lot. Right. So, the music is just like the icing on the cake right now. I'm with you, you on know? that. I'm with but you. I, I really, really do want to hear that, um, that, like, reggae, soca kind of album from her, though, because <laughs> I feel like my favorite songs from her have that vibe. You want her to go back to her Ponder Replay days? <laughs> well, one of my favorite songs from her is um, Man Down. Like, that's one of oh, my yeah, favorites. Yeah, yeah. True, that true. Song is so if I get a whole album or something like that, oh, yes, thank you. I hear yeah. you. I'll be listening to that and putting on my scenty red lipstick at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Since you're speaking of um, her reggae soca album, oh, I would love to shout out Afro Beach making an appearance mm-hmm. this decade for because sure. My life would not be the same. So thank you to all of them, the Davido, Starboy. I mean, you know, shout out to Drake because Drake is a person who put kind of put that in the forefront to us. So Afro yeah. Beach this decade, I will take that. And then also Drake introducing us to like British artists. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like Skepta and all that stuff. Yeah, so he's so innovative in that way. So shout out to my champagne poppy for, you know, putting your girl on. (laughs) (laughs) Per usual, you know, you never disappoint your mommy. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
something. So I do want to ask you guys. Poppy. I love that name. As we recap as well, I do want to ask you guys. Um, I won't say decade. I'll say for this year. Mm, what was your do this year? <laughs> don't kidding. do this year. I just feel like the decade would just be too hard, or maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll, well see. Let, depending on the question. See. Yeah. What's the question? So my question is, what would you say is your favorite artist? That was your favorite musical find. Like, who did you really love discovering within either this year or this decade? Mm. Oh, discovering. Like, when you discovered okay. them for the first time, it was like, okay, this is an artist I really, really love. I can really, really get behind. Mm. I'm going to have to go through my iTunes real quick. I know. See. I feel like I don't. That's a hard Pull one. Up some <laughs> stuff because, well, I know with me personally, when I like something, I stick with it, which is why... I'm listening to stuff from like 1999 because mm. when I like something, I sprinkle in that, you know, like the new stuff with the older music because I really, you know, like when I like it, I just want, I, I love it. Um, I, I guess for me, an artist that I personally was really into this decade including this year, um, I would have to pick Tanache for me. Mm, okay. Um, you for, you stand for Tanache. Forever. I do. Forever. That last album is amazing, though. Right? I love it. I Thank love it you. so much. I really Thank do. Thank you. Yes, that last album, Songs for You, is so good. And I think, because um, Aquarius, her, you know, she has mixtapes and, and all that stuff. Um, but Aquarius, her debut album came out 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like since then, because that was when Two On was popping, like 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. you know, that is when she kind of blew up with Two On. And I feel like her life, her career was just kind of like a roller coaster. Mm. Since then, like she, you know, she's not on RCA anymore. Like she split from the label. And she went independent. Um, so Songs for You was released on her independent label. Um, and, you know, and she writes her music, produced, like, you know, she works with producers, but she is more, a lot more hands-on with her music now that she doesn't have the label behind her. But I think, you know, as someone who does really like her and her music, it was really interesting for me to see how her leaving her label would um affect would affect her music how would her music change what is she going to talk about Mm -hmm. is she going to discuss her leaving the label like you know what is she going to talk about but this last album is so dope and i think that because she has creative freedom now a lot more freedom than she had before it's really shining through um so i'm interested to see what she's gonna be releasing to us you know in 2020 and on, but yeah, I would have to pick Tanache as like my my girl. That's my girl. I'm here for yeah, that. forever. You stand for her. See, I I'm always rooting for her. <laughs> my Aquarius sister. I feel like I I feel like I, I get her. I don't know what it is. I just feel like I get her. It's like probably an Aquarius it. thing for sure. <laughs> T, what about you? Even if it's not the decade. Let's just say the last five years then maybe to make it easier. Someone that once you found out about them, you just kind of jumped all the way in, went down the rabbit hole. If it was someone who was maybe um, new on the scene or has been out, but you just discovered them for the first time. 
I have a couple people then. Okay. Um, um George, I, I can never say her name. George, Jor, Jora Smith. Georgia Smith. Uh huh. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia Smith. Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Georgia Smith. Um, obviously Summer Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ari Lennox. SZA. Yes. Oh, SZA. SZA. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes. SZA really SZA. did it for me. I'm like, sold, sign me up. Um, mm-hmm. Kofi this year. Love her. Mm-hmm. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Nayo. Nayo. Oh, oh Nayo. yes. You love Nayo. I was into her stuff yesterday. Her. So good. You saw her, yes. right? This year. I saw her not this year. I think last year mm. or the year before. I can't remember, but yes, those women, I, I absolutely, um, I love and yeah, you love now. I do. That's my girl. Um, who else? Rust. I enjoy. I mean, it's not a woman, but Rust. I really uh-huh. enjoy. You really do love Rust. I do love him. He's like my, my perfect balance of ratchet and well, classy. I want to add a guy. I'll add a guy too. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll add a guy. So I would say for me, my guy is Anderson Pack. Oh, yeah. Yes. For sure. Yes, for sure. He has longevity. Yes. Longevity. Ooh, yes. Another... Like, what? what? No, I was going to say another person that I absolutely love is tank oh. i fell in love with her this decade oh, tank is oh yeah i need too. her to have her moment man i'm waiting but she hasn't you. had her moment yet right yeah no i need no i don't know what it is but i feel like she has she is so talented and i don't understand why she's not more seen I, like i don't get it i don't get it either she she sings and she raps yeah. Oh, and another man that I'm here for is Black. He, I am forever indebted to that man. Oh, he's had a really he, good he, year, too. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He Musically, will do no yeah. wrong. I will forever look for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, those people, if they're on a song, you got to listen to it. Like, Anderson yeah. Pack's on a song, I'm going to listen to it. Oh, someone has a song with Black? Okay, let me go listen to that. Like, definitely. I'm here yeah, for it. sign me up. What about you, mm-hmm. Joey? Uh, for me, <clears throat> Anderson Pack is definitely on there. Basically, like everyone that you guys mentioned, I'm here for all of them. Jordan too. But I'm getting yes. there. I'm getting there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there as a build up. But yes, my number, number, number one, without a doubt, very easy to select this person is Jordan Rakai. For sure. I did the um the yearly recap on both Spotify and Apple and he was my number one played on both. So (laughs) So I already know because Spotify was using more so in the beginning of the decade, I guess I can say, in the year. And um, I recently transitioned to Apple. Transitioned. Wow. <laughs> recently moved over. Stop. I recently moved on to Apple Music, and he was still at the top. So Jordan uh-huh. Mackay, everything. I don't. I don't care what he's releasing. Every song that he's featured on, I'm listening. That voice. That voice. Ugh, mm-hmm. I cannot. Mm-hmm. So, you told me to add the bass line. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to see him in Philly and then we saw him again yeah. 
uh, last in month in New York, and he was incredible. And I just love seeing, I love discovering an artist for the first time, especially when they're very, very new to the scene, mm-hmm. because I can kind of already see it in my mind. Like you are going to go far. You are going to make, have major milestones on your musical journey. And just seeing him progress throughout the years and um, mm-hmm. how his albums, his albums, they all sound different, but still very much him and very authentic to him and his artistry and i just love that so he's definitely like my top top artist um also really really got into jamila woods this year um her project was amazing she was my second most played artist actually for this year specifically um Jamila uh-huh. Woods is really, really dope. Love her. She has a beautiful voice. Beautiful voice. And it's different. It's different. I feel like she has uh-huh. a voice where if she's singing, you know it's her if you're familiar. Yeah. Um, and I honestly love all the artists that I love, but those are my two people that would stand out for me. For sure. Oh, but yeah. So many. So many. What about albums? We got to so shout out our girl Ellie Ingram. Oh my God, yeah. Ellie. Yeah. Oh. This decade, we discovered her. We hung out with her. Yes, girl. If you've never listened to her, people go check her out. She is super dope. Yes. Shout out to I Ellie. I see her live. Oh. Yes. She's amazing live. She's a, an amazing person. Her personality is so bubbly, very bright spirit. Shout out to Ellie, man. How did we forget that? Yes. Hi, Ellie. What else? But mm-hmm. you, you, so you mentioned albums. Yeah, albums. She had a dope album too. Love you really. I still play that till yes. this day. Till yes. this day. Love you really is a great album. Um, very soulful, very jazzy. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. What about you guys? What are your favorite albums? Oh Lord, are we doing for um, the decade though? Ooh. So yes, let's do decade. I can go through a little bit. Okay, so fun. let me see. Because mm-hmm. I did take a couple notes on some albums. So, um, for me, definitely my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's on my top, um, too. That's yeah. My top yeah. That, like, that, that album really solidified my love of Kanye's music. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can admit, though, I have definitely fallen off significantly since then. Um, you know yeah (laughs) just a lot of stuff going on but that album still to this day i think is a great album um definitely channel orange 2012 yes yes that's one of my faves too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um definitely uh the weekend um Mm -hmm. what what is the name of that um house of balloons which was 2011 so that wasn't um an album i guess that was a mixtape or you know but that was you know when before he got famous so mm-hmm. that was that really dark sort of r&b that really like you know just it was just a different flavor than his music is now um but yeah house of balloons by the weekend that's really what made me start listening to him um yeah, that was like his R and B, you know, back when he was still doing a lot of drugs. But yes. I think you know, <laughs> oh, you know, back then, I love, I love the, the, yes, the weekend. I love the weekend oh, on drugs. I love him. Yes. 
Like that album, yes. The weekend on We want them um, to be clean, y'all. Clean. Oh, sorry. I know. Yeah, you I'm know, I just, the wrong things. I'm sorry. I just like the music. I just like the music. <laughs> I hear you though. Um, <laughs> what else? So, 2015 reality show by Jasmine Sullivan. Ooh, that one album. of my favorites. So underrated. I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. Reality show. Ugh, my Brand shit. new mascara. Yes. Are you kidding yeah, me? The whole album. The whole album. Amazing. Um, and then 2016 was a, a, like a very great musical year for me. So that was when Ultra Light Beam came out. Um, you know, Life of Pablo. True. I didn't like mm-hmm. the album in full, but Ultra Light Beam was definitely a dope-ass song, and that made me listen to Chance the Rapper more. Mm-hmm. Um, 2016 was also Lemonade, was also Blonde, even though Blonde wasn't my favorite. Channel Orange is definitely, like, Better. my top for, I love for Blonde, Frank though. Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Save, save some albums for us, though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm, she, like, I'm this just going through. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through through my thoughts. Um, but my last one I'll say is just um, a seat at the table in Malibu oh. was also 2016. Yeah, so that was like I would say my year. 2016 was like the year for me musically. Yes. What about you, T? I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Mm. I'm a huge Miguel fan, so Kaleidoscope mm. mm. Dream. Yes. yes. That helped me through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, that album will forever be in my heart. Yeah. Um, Awaken My Love, Gambino. Yes. Love. He had a good year, we, too. Oh, my God. Wow. Year? His, he had a his good past decade. five years have been, well, decade for sure, but his past five years has been phenomenal. Yes, Beyond. Atlanta, the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't go on without talking about my boyfriend, Cole. I was waiting. Um, I was like, where he at? <laughs> yes, but I mean, we got to honestly talk about this man and what he has done in a decade. You know, he went double platinum with no features. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about it. 2014 Forest Hill Drive. I was a part of him living out his dream when he sold out Madison Square Garden. If you're a Cole fan, you know how much he talks about it. He was tearing up when that happened. I was just, I had the pleasure of seeing him maybe four or five times within this decade. I'm thank you, Jesus, for allowing that to happen to me. Um, watch the throne, Kanye and Jay Z, that album. Mm-hmm. That was a good album. No one, Niggas in Paris, y'all. Yes, <laughs> but even the samples, the Otis Redding samples. The, yes. Frank Ocean on there doing his thing. Um, one of my favorite songs with Jay Z and Frank is Viking. Like that song is so dope. We got that this decade. Um, I love anti Rihanna. Good kid, mm-hmm. Mad City. Shout out to my yes. Kendrick. Yes, oh, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, that album. Uh, that album like changed me. I was yes. like, oh, there we go. That's it. Yeah. Yes. And then um, I want to give a shout out to my soul sister, Adele, because 21 gave me life. Mm. 21. Yes, 21. And also, thank you this decade for Ed Sheeran, because I love him. Um, <laughs> there's so many 
so many dope British artists that we were introduced in this decade that I'm forever grateful for. Um, and then I have Control, Lemonade. I feel like there's other things that I just can't remember right now, but that's <laughs> what comes Joey to mind. Yeah, I'm sure Joey will say something. That's it. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's Joey, see. what you got? So my favorite albums of the decade, what comes to mind is definitely To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. I think about his performance in 2016 at the Grammys. He performed All Right and Black of the Berry. And um, that performance, I had to go rewatch it because that performance was just amazing. And I just love that because the Grammys, especially the audience, is predominantly white. I feel like as black people, when we're in predominantly white spaces, we tend to kind of like unknowingly shrink ourselves and, um, you know, tone it down, maybe not be too, quote unquote, black, if you will, to kind of not make them uncomfortable or whatever. We experience that in corporate America, you know, the way we navigate that space and just in different pockets, different ways. So him getting on stage and being like, (laughs) you hate me, don't you? You hate my people. Your plan is to terminate my culture. And just be like up there rapping his ass off and like yeah. giving no fucks in his authentic black self and speaking to us, but speaking to them at the same time in a sense of yeah. like, we are who we are. We love who we are. Nothing you're going to do is break us, break is going to break us down. And I love that this was also like um, during the whole political election as well, where, you know, there's a lot of race talk going on. Um uh-huh. So definitely to pimp a butterfly is one. Seat at the table, of course. Malibu, mm-hmm. of course. Um, all three albums by Jordan Rakai, obviously. That's Cloak, yeah. Wallflower, and Origin, which just released. Well, released this year, I'd say. Um, Janae Eichel's Trip. Really loved that yeah. album. Um, really loved what she did Janae with that Eichel album. Janae Eichel had a good few years, too. She did. She really did. She came on the scene with the mixtape. Um, ended with the album. Um, she had a good, good, good year. I'm still waiting for her and Big Sean to do a second album. I think they together. will. I think they will. They seem to be back together. They showing up at places together. So I saw that too. I right? said, "Oh, are they back together? <laughs> like they did that song together? Mm-hmm. You know, um, none of your concern. None of your concern. Yep. And then she jumped on his song single again as well at the end. Yeah, they yeah. seem to be. Um, I guess musically getting back together, they've jumped on each other's songs. Um, I mean, I've never been one to like really care too much about their personal lives and things like that. Like, you know, I want to hear the music. So whether they're friends, whether they're a couple, whatever is cool with me, I just want to get that album. Mm-hmm. I hear that. Exactly. Um, Kate like- Trinata's album as well. Ooh, Bubba. I just want to throw that in there. That shit is yeah. dope. <laughs> Bubba is good. And then the one before that, 99.9%. That one's was dope. also another good one. So Kate Trinata, I think, has also blown up more of this in the past, like, two to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working with, like, Mac Miller and Anderson Pack and um, Craig David. And, oh, Craig you know, David. he. he yeah, like he, you know, because he does the the music and the beats, and then he has people sing or rap over his song. Mm-hmm. Um, he he redid T.J. Moses' song, you know, Be Your Girl. And he has her on the album, you know? which is good. Yes, he had her on, on Bubba. So I think Kate Trinata, um, for sure, 
Yeah, it's definitely um, another one to watch. You know whose album I listened to a lot this year too? Diaspora by Gold Link. Oh, Gold Link, yeah. That oh, album Gold is Link. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That yeah, album is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played that um, a lot. He also does a lot of like different, I guess like reggae sounds, Afro. Very he, different. Like, he dancing. also, yeah. Yeah, like he also incorporates that kind of stuff into his music too. He taps into um, everything. And he had a good year yes. too because Crew did really well with Brent. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, shout uh-huh. out to Sonder. Sonder was a good find this year for me as well. Yes. That was Sonder, a really yeah. good find. Um, yes. And that was a good, uh, remember that concert? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we saw Sonder concert. Yeah, that was good. Brent was over there serenading the crowd. <laughs> it gave me it definitely gave me like that 90s r&b vibe you know how back in the day yes. people go crazy like that so i guess yes, that was the... like pulling on them and screaming their heads off but it was dope they were a great super great super live show. i need new music from yeah. them this year i know he did his solo yes. stuff but i need new music from them um what's another one more what's another album Ooh, one of my other favorite bands is Bombay Bicycle Club. Um, they have new music coming they out in still January. They make music? Yes, which I'm so happy. <laughs> but listen, they went on hiatus. They didn't, like, break up, but they went on hiatus to kind of focus on their personal music, personal lives for, like, a couple years. And they announced yeah. that they're coming back, and they have a new album dropping in January. Last one, I believe, mm-hmm. was 20s, maybe 15 or 16, if I'm not mistaken. And that was... Really? Um, so long, see you tomorrow, which is a incredible album. I love everything they put yeah. out, but that one definitely, definitely blew me away. Um, got to see them perform live a couple times, and they were dope yeah. every time. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what this new album is. 1975 is putting out a new album too in January. Y'all know I love them too. Wow, and like you're bringing back it. all the alternative. <laughs> The love indie. It. You remember? We were just, it was all about the indie, all indie. music. All. And we used yeah. to go see these rock bands and like dive bars. <laughs> yes. And it was amazing. It was so amazing. amazing. But yeah, definitely. Um, I, feel, I feel like Philly just kind of fosters that sort of energy. Mm-hmm. And there's so many venues that are a lot more intimate and smaller. Yeah, it is. I so, wonder how you know, many. It's easy. I wonder what's left, especially given our earlier conversation about the Philly yeah. music scene. I wonder what's left. Yeah, the Trocadero closed down. Um, mm. So I wonder there, what they'll there put There was in a that Trocadero, place. the Electric Factory. First Unitarian Church. Uh-huh. The First Unitarian. Um, the Fillmore is relatively new, isn't it? That's true. It does exist Fillmore's somewhere else, but I think new. it's new to Philly. The TLA on South Street. Yes. I saw a couple people yes, there. Yes, I was just thinking of that one. But yeah, some great memories yeah. there. Yeah. I wish New York had some had more of those. I mean, there's like the Blue Note. Barry. Um, there Barry. are, yeah, there are smaller venues, which I think is, is great. It's great. Yes, for sure. Yeah, we saw Jordan at the Barry, I believe that was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Mm. That was a good show. Everybody there was singing. Everybody knew everything, which was great. It was oh, great. It was nice. a very, very diverse crowd. Um, Especially else? in Brooklyn. Especially in right. Brooklyn. But I know we're talking about music, 
But Mm -hmm. ladies, we have had a really good decade as well. We started this podcast in this decade. Yeah, (laughs) we did. You know, which was a really big thing for us because, you know, a lot of times you may have thoughts and ideas, but being able to bring this to life from literally nothing, just our ideas and trial and error along the way, see what works. We went from recording on Skype to recording (laughs) in a studio Uh to hosting live events to recording now with our own equipment that we've mastered and we're making it do and doing what we got to do. And Uh we've we've come a long way, man. Yes. If you guys recording over the phone, over the recording on Skype, traveling. Yeah, we had a lot of good moments traveling city to city between New York, Philly, Jersey. Collaborating, collaborating. people along the way. Yeah, so along this journey, so along this journey, what is some of you guys, what are some of you guys' um, favorite moments on this journey, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a recording, an episode, events, people you met, what would you say? Um, I would say hanging out with Ellie. That was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Going to the Grammy uh, party for Go Link. Mm -hmm. That was fun. I would say even just going, you know, curating the events. That was a lot of fun. And just experiencing live music with everyone and just feeling the energy. I know that's one thing a lot of the artists that they love about us is that they can feel our energy and it feels genuine. So I appreciate that and I receive that. Mm-hmm. And also just getting to hang out with you guys more often, you know, instead of, I feel like because life gets in the way, we don't really get to see each other as often. But because we have this podcast, we can hang out more. I say we hang out more frequently than we would have yeah, if it hadn't true. been for the podcast. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm grateful for that. So that's a good Thing. Aww, we love you too. No, we love you, Aww, girl. Thanks. That's my way of saying I love you. I'm not emotional. I'm really not. She said, oh, thanks. <laughs> you hear it? I can't. I can't. She's like, yeah, nigga, what I I just, I don't, I have a hard time saying that. I don't know. It's okay. We love you, we, Terniqua. We, yeah, we, we know. I know we, how to we, say it. I don't know how to say it, but I. We understood. Know. We yeah. understood it. For sure. Gotcha. <laughs> what about you, Kwana? That's what funny. is some of your favorite moments throughout this podcast journey? Whatever it is. Mm, um, I think uh, my favorite moments were the the episodes where we would really, you know, bring some really informative uh, ideas. You know, like when we would do our deep dive into like maybe some research, and we would really like go deep into some of these um, topics. Like, for example, um, we did an episode about Aaliyah and Mm -hmm. uh, her, um, you know, her former label, Background Records, and we really talked about why you can't find her music anywhere, um, why, like, you know, JoJo, for example, who was also on that same label, you can't find her, you know, her music, like her first two albums anywhere. I think... Um, I love being able to like learn something and teach. And I think it's, it's always really fun when, you know, we have these ideas and we talk to each other about our ideas. And then when we get together to actually record and we're learning things like um, another episode, 
was when uh, we did the Soka episode, and you guys oh, yeah, did a deep throwback. dive into the music. <laughs> and that was, yeah. Yeah, and that was, like, interesting for me because, you know, I didn't grow up around Soka music per se. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would hear it, but it wasn't, like, surrounded you know, around me the way, like, you know, you guys grew up with it. So to listen to, like, your artists and what your parents listen to and, you know, these this type of music that wasn't around me all the time was really interesting to, you know, learn something new. I love that. Ah, uh, for me, Uh let's see. Joey, yeah, Yeah. go ahead. Let's see, my favorite moment on this podcast Um, outside of just our conversations on the podcast itself, I definitely say one of my favorite moments would be hosting the events because I feel like I'm always someone who's kind of more behind the scenes. Being forced to be the center of attention was kind of like an Mm. uncomfortable feeling for me, but having Mm -hmm. you guys there by my side, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of like a, definitely a big deal for me throughout this journey. It's kind of opened me up to kind of stand in, um, you know, my thoughts and what I believe in and yeah. back it up with research. Cause you know, sometimes you have things that you want to say, but you don't always want to voice your opinions. But I think just doing this podcast in general has definitely, um, taught me how to own my voice and not be like challenged by, okay, maybe someone won't agree, or maybe this may be, this may cause confrontation or whatever. It's kind of like, well, this is a conversation that needs to be had. And this is how I feel. This is what I think about. So overall, I'd say the podcast has helped me personally along with that. That's like one of my things. But I just loved how we mm-hmm. revamped over time and figured out what yes. worked as well. Yes. Um, one of my favorite collaborations that came to mind is our collabs with the boys from Rappelanius. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Shout yes, out to those to guys, that. Dean Blake and Angelo. You guys are amazing and awesome. And we love yes. that energy. But definitely collaborating with them because we are using the chicks. Of course, it's coming from a female perspective, so it was always fun to collaborate with them. We were able to collaborate with them twice on this journey so far. And um, Mm -hmm. just being able to do that has been really, really dope. So, yeah. Yes, we need them on the podcast like ASAP. We do. We do. 2020 is coming. But okay, so real quick. So we talked about our favorite moments. So I do want to just skim through the stats real quick and talk about what our listeners seem to really like in terms of what we put out. So... Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing here is that they really seem to like when we're doing reviews or we're reviewing something that's maybe hot in pop culture, whether it's an album, a topic or like a movie or something that came out. So our most played episode to date and our first episode debuted on July 31st, 2016. So out of all of the episodes that we've ever put out, our most played episode is Hella Tight Music, which is episode 16. And that was the episode when we reviewed Insecure. And I'm trying to think about exactly what was. Ha- I think this was the episode <laughs> with Daniel. And, uh, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. and he, like, he ejaculated in her eye and she was going crazy. Oh. Wait. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wait. Yes. It was the episode. I thought you meant the beginning of that season when she first moves in and he's with the other girl. Yes, but I remember in this conversation that we had for this episode, we dissected that scene specifically. 
Yes, yes. So that's why I said did. that because that's what came to mind. And we were trying to wonder why she was so upset. Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> but I know the reason why we initially reviewed that episode was because Insecure has really dope music. Like whoever the yes. music supervisor was or is is doing a fantastic job till this day I as well. Wasn't it Solange at one point? Was it? it? Was. I think it was. It was Maybe right. at one point, and I think it was Raphael Sadiq at one point. Okay, I love it. Maybe yes, both yes, of them. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm well, here you know, Issa him. started her own record label, too. So. Oh, my God. Shout yes. out to Issa Rae for that. True. Black Women. Yes, radio. Thing. In 2020, we should definitely do a hella tight music part, too. For sure. Yes. For sure. We can maybe even, I mean, I'm a dream big, y'all. We can ha- interview her and have her talk about her new um, company, Radio. Yes. I'm going to speak that into existence because it is not Let's impossible. Very possible. Let's write it down. And we're going to play this back when we get to it. (laughs) Legit. Um, But what else? What's another good episode before we wrap up here? Another one that you guys seem to like is our um, album review. So we Um, also, Scissors Control was our top plate at number five. A Seat at the Table was number six. And Jay-Z's, when we reviewed Jay-Z's 444, The Legacy of Jay-Z, that was Uh the top at number seven. So you guys wow. seem to really like what we're doing here. And we appreciate yes. you guys for sure. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Everybody. Really appreciate yes. you guys. And, you know, we look forward to hearing more about what you guys want to hear about. Comments, you know, while we're trying to shout you out, we see the comments. We see you writing, you know, to us, emailing. Like, we see it all. No, I just say I look forward to the next decade. I cannot wait to see what that brings. Hopefully some more or less listeners, some prosperity, some sponsors, some great individual growth. And I want to speak this into existence. I hope we interview a major artist yep. within the next decade. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm speaking it. We're going to replay this. Next, next year, decade, not even decade, next year. Okay, yes, next year. Let's talk about <laughs> it, speak about it, claim it mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let him use you. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> yes. All right. Mm-hmm. It's been Z's from the Chicks. This is T. It's Joey. And Kwana. And we out. Peace. Bye.